always be open-minded and always be learning. The moment you quit learning, you start getting left behind. The oil and gas industry, the driving engine of the world economy, delivering prosperity, innovation and abundance across the globe. Here are the stories of its key players, directly from the leaders themselves. This is Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders Podcast, where real experiences are passed on from the leaders of today to the leaders of tomorrow. Here is your host, Paige Wilson. Welcome to the very first episode of Oil and Gas Industry Leaders. My guest today is Mark LaCour, and he is the director of Modal Point and also the editor and director of the Oil and Gas Global Network. How are you? Considering I'm sitting here in Capitol Grill drinking red wine, <laughs> talking to you, and nice afternoon in Houston, I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Paige? I'm fantastic because we're recording <laughs> from here, so it doesn't get much better than that. Before we go deeper into your current roles, uh, could you please enlighten our audience of how you began in the industry? Oh, geez, Paige. I know it's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> so 20 some odd years ago, I needed a job and I just happened to know uh, the local phone company in the East, which was at the time called Bell South. And so I, I reached out to the people I know and said, hey, look, I'm looking for a job. And they go, Mark, we have the perfect gig for you, right? Um, we just have to warn you ahead of time that it's had declining revenue for over 25 years. And honestly, Paige, I didn't care. I just wanted a job. So I go, I'll take it. And so did all the paperwork, all the HR stuff, go meet my, my sales manager because this was a sales role. And he hands me a stack of folders. He goes, okay, you now have the oil and gas book of business for Bell South. Good luck. Because it had not been doing well. And every year had done less and less and less and less. And so they all kind of felt sorry for me coming on board because I had to go deal with the oil and gas guys. And I knew nothing about oil and gas at that time. And the first person that would uh, meet with me was some lowly procurement guy um, out in Chevron corporate in San Ramon, California. And so I fly out there, my suit, my red tie, my little briefcase, and I walk into this guy's room. And I stick my hand up to shake his hand and go, hi, I'm your new Bell South rep. And he looks up from a folder and looks me in the eye. He doesn't shake my hand. And he goes, we have been paying tariff rates for over 50 years. Why the hell should I even be talking to you right now? So that was my introduction to oil and gas. Oh, no pressure. No yeah. pressure at all. <laughs> yeah. And so um, fast forward to now, he's one of my best friends. I'm the godfather of his children. Um, I learned a lot, and we did a lot of good work. And the thing that was the biggest blessing for me about that experience is because I was the phone company, I got exposed to all of Bell South's oil and gas business at the same time. So not just upstream. I got exposed to refineries, to pipelines, to service companies. So I quickly realized how the industry actually works together, all the different segments of it, which unfortunately a lot of people don't go get that experience. A lot of people that are raised in upstream think upstream is everything, or people that are raised in pipeline thinks pipeline is everything. So that's how I got started. And um, great career, did a bunch of good work for a bunch of great companies, uh, won Vendor of the Year Award several times with, with some of the big super majors. And I would, Paige, I'd honestly still be there, but we got bought by a bigger company. Yep. And at that point, it was no longer a good fit for me. And so I went to work for a, a research company, uh, Forrester Research, had the oil and gas book of business, and they capped my commission. And it just aggravated me. So I, uh, I started Modal Point at that point, and, um, and we've made every mistake in the world that you can make 
Um, but we've figured out how to do business, how to do good business for our clients. And so now that's what we've been doing for the past almost seven years now. So let's talk, let's get into that. Uh, your current positions, you're the director of Modal Point, as I mentioned earlier, and also the editor and director of Oil & Gas Global Network. Yeah, they're related, but it's, it's a funny story. So the reason I'm the director at Modal Point is I get a little frustrated at small companies where people have titles like CIO. And it's like, if you're a three-man company and you don't have a board of directors, you're not a CIO, right? right. You're not a CFO. You're not a CEO. So I use the word director because I want my clients to realize I'm one of them. It's my company. Uh, we have a small but dedicated team, and we, we do our core business is market research. So we help other companies figure out how to sell their products or service to the oil and gas industry. Which, but it's not sales, correct? Yeah, we don't do sales. We do market research. Okay. Yeah, um, and so because of that, I am constantly interviewing oil and gas business leaders, literally on a daily basis. So, oh, so you're doing like what I'm doing, but not rec but, recording. Yeah, it. exactly. Structured interviews, right? There's a science behind it. But literally, if I go ask enough people the same questions in the same order about where one of our clients' product or service fits, eventually you see a trend in that data, and then you can validate that data. Then you go back to the client and go, here's the exact titles of the people that you should be talking to. Here is your value proposition. Here's what you should be talking about. Here is the size, the dollar size of the problem that you're solving, All right? So here's your, here's your value to, to these clients. And so because of that, I am constantly interfacing with leaders in this industry, which allows me to have kind of my finger on the pulse. You know, we talk about that. Right. I know what's going on. I hear it from the mouths on a daily basis. I know what their fears are, their concerns. I know what they're struggling with because they trust me. And, and the reason they trust me is I spent a lot of time, years and years and years, to build this reputation of this independent third-party researcher, right? So if I need to go talk to some senior guy at Halliburton. He knows that I won't write down his email address. I won't give his business card. Some sales guys could bug him. He knows his data is combined with everybody else's data. So nobody at Halliburton can even tell they talk to me. And so they trust me. And that relationship, that high trust relationship, which I started 20 years ago at the phone company is the key to our business. And it's, it feels good. This is still an industry of people doing business with people. And when you have that high trust relationship, you know, when somebody from a very large company reaches out to you, calls you and says, Mark, I have this problem. Can you help me? And you help them. It's a wonderful thing. And if you can't help them and you tell them that you can't help them, but introduce them to somebody else, then it just increases your value to them because they see you as a valuable part of the team, not a vendor. And that's what we are. We're never a vendor. We're always a valuable asset to our clients' teams. Wow, that's really interesting. So let's talk about the whole oil and gas global network. <laughs> I, I mean, this has turned into something that you mentioned never would have dreamt up. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so for your audience that's out there to listen to this, this is now a revenue stream for us. So Paige has her show, The Oil and Gas Industry Leaders, on the Oil and Gas Global Network. And we have other shows coming out. We have existing shows. And it's all stuff that I quite honestly thought was a complete waste of time a few years ago. And I was wrong. So tell us about that. Yeah, so my, my marketing guy, and anybody that's listened to any of our other shows knows that this all started out with James Hahn. Um, he came to me with the idea for the original podcast, uh, which is Oil and Gas This Week. And I thought it was a stupid idea. And I told him so. And he kept on and kept on and kept on. And I thought it was a complete waste of time. And eventually, Paige, I told him yes, just so he would shut up. <laughs> I, I mean, that's why I said yes. I didn't think it would go anywhere. He's quite persistent. He is quite persistent. And so we started the original podcast, had unbelievably immediate growth. And the nice thing about our audience is that they're a younger audience that work in the oil and gas industry. So right now we're up to over 350,000 downloads from 178 different countries, all people that work in oil and gas, but it's people that are younger. For some reason in our industry, anybody the age of 50 or older can't load a podcast on their phone. So we have this large younger audience, which are not the leaders of the industry now, but Paige, very soon they will be. 
and we have their attention. They like us. They love us. We, we have a very intimate relationship with them. So the first podcast uh, was a real big hit. We were able to monetize it easily, rather quickly, which led to the second podcast, which is All Gas HS&E. Big shout out to Patrick, my co-host on that one, which we were able to grow and monetize easily, which led to the third one, which is your show, All Gas right. Industry Leaders, mm-hmm. um, which we, we monetized it easily, but it took us a long time to work out the details, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was a little bit frustrating, but we got it done. And so this is a growing part of our business. Um, oil and Gas Global Network is a media company in oil and gas that's going places. It's the new media, which means that it's digital, it's on demand. It's something that the world is moving towards as the same time they're moving away from conventional media. So print, magazine, TV ads, that has less and less of an impact in our industry. And what we're doing has more and more. And so we have other shows in the works, all based upon our audience. So kind of nice thing about what we do with um, OGGN is we have this large, loyal, active audience that we have an intimate relationship with. I mean, you've experienced it yourself. People that we don't know that we've never met that listen to the shows think and feel like they know us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it was lost, but my question wasn't. So I, when I reached out to you guys, I was giving you crap about forgetting my name. And I'm like, oh, and James reached back out to me and was like, I'm so sorry. And, you know, and, and that was the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So when you and I first met, it was like we knew each other, even though we hadn't met in person yet. Um, because you're part of that audience, or you're, and you're still part of that audience, right? You still listen to other podcasts. Our original podcast host are going to be listening to your podcast like crazy, right? Because yeah. we want a chance to win that steak dinner as well. But but it's it's just it's a wonderful thing, and we're providing real, true, solid value. The people that listen to us get benefit from listening to us, so it feels good. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we have you know people reach out to us all the time saying, "Man, thank you, thank you, thank you." I never would have learned this, or I didn't know this, or this has helped me do this, and all of that's from the podcast. So OGGM is a new media company in oil and gas, but our, our goal is to help people, is to be useful, to be valuable to them. And we're only going to do stuff that fits that model. Um, we're not going to commercialize things that don't make sense. So for instance, we have companies reach out to us all the time that want us to advertise their products or services to help them sell it. We don't do that. We're not going to do that. Right? Right. We have sponsors and we help increase awareness for our sponsors. We're very good at that and it's a fair trade, um, but we're not going to sell out and, and start talking about product X like it's the best thing in the world because that may not be the best thing in the world. And it's, it's, it's new and it's different for us and it's different for me. Um, if you would have told me you know, five years ago that I will now be paid to actually speak, I would have told you you're nuts. I'm still getting used to that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're getting paid. I mean, you think yeah. about what you're doing right now. And so for your audience out there, one of the things I'd, I'd like to kind of mention around this is the industry is changing. Oil and gas industry is fundamentally changing under our feet right now. So this is late April 2017. Things like this podcast are the future. And so, you know, be open-minded. Look at what's going on around you and realize that the industry is changing. And things like this, the new media, things like new technologies, new processes, new ways of doing work is coming. And it's all really good stuff. And, um, you know, OGGN is playing a part of that and will continue to play a part in that, uh, along with you and the other podcast hosts and our future podcast hosts. Our audience loves us. They're big. It's growing. It's global. And it's going to continue to grow. And it just feels good to have that type of presence. You got me using a Mac. <laughs> yeah. So Paige is a diehard Windows uh, Android user. She's still, I'm still an Android still user. Still an Android user. I'm working on that, folks. Um, but I have her on a Mac. Uh, we're talking Apple tablet, actually, today. And once I get those two done, the iPhone will be next. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> so if you had one piece of advice, what would it be? Always be open-minded and always be learning. 
the moment you quit learning, you start getting left behind. You know, I'm 50, when am I, 52 years old? And I actually Ooh. still, to this day... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's funny because, <laughs> because I get this a lot. I, I have actually had people send me emails, and, and they're being very good-hearted about it. And it basically says, you know, for somebody as old as you, you really get... <laughs> Oh, social wow, media okay. no i get that all the time. like <laughs> i can't believe someone like you knows understands how to use twitter it just it cracks me hey, up you know better than i um but yeah so you need to always be learning so what we do at, at modal point is we literally have time in our calendar every month uh, i actually have three days a month uh, pencil my calendar to just learn and you never learn everything about this industry because it's so complex and it's changing constantly but if you can just stay on top of the current trends that makes a big difference. And then always be open-minded. I'll give you a perfect example of that. During this downturn for the last two and a half years, I've had probably 100 small service companies, and I say small, say below $20 million in revenue, reach out to me and go, we don't know what's going on. And this, we've been through downturns before, but it's never been this bad. And we're, we're losing our shirts here. And I engage with them. And what I've found is they only know their world. So if they're an upstream service company and they sell chokes, that's all they know is upstream choke. Whereas there's a huge demand for that sort of stuff, valves and stuff in downstream, but they don't even know it exists. You know, if you're, let's say a skilled laborer, let's say if you're a welder for Halliburton, the only place you know to go look for jobs is other service companies. So if you get laid off at Halliburton, you go to Schlumberger and Weatherford, not knowing there's a huge demand for welders in downstream right now and in the pipelines in midstream. So back up, be open-minded, and then constantly be learning. That's probably the best advice I can give to anybody out there, whether they're starting their career or they're in the middle of the career or they're advanced in their career. That's incredible advice. No matter how old you are, you're always learning about something. You should be. Unfortunately, a lot of people my age quit learning and they think they know everything and they get left behind. So you know that I sit on the API Houston board. Mm -hmm. I love my board members. These are some of the most senior people in the industry on the planet. Paige, some of them can't send a text. And it's like, how do you live in today's world when you can't send a text? Because they quit learning. I can see that. Okay. Yeah. You know, what happens? Their advanced age, they've bought and sold more companies than you and I know what to do with. They're financially stable for the rest of their life, so they just kind of quit. And it's part of my personality, but I think even if it's not part of your personality, it's something you need to make a conscious effort to do, um, because this world is constantly changing. Like I said, if you're in business in any form or fashion, if you quit learning, you get left behind. All right, so um, rapid fire round. Wait, I'm going to drink a wine. Okay. <laughs> now, if you would have told me that we would one day be sitting here at Capitol Grill, which is like one of the best establishments for business meetings <laughs> in the Houston area, sipping fine wine, you're actually drinking champagne, and recording a useful, valuable podcast, I would have told you you're nuts, but it's cool that we're here. Well, I am a little nuts, and I think that has something to do with uh, being from Louisiana. You're from Louisiana, I'm from too. Louisiana as well. Yeah, and the funny thing about it, we've joked about this before. If you're not from Louisiana, you won't get this, but if you are from Louisiana, you'll get it. If you're from a small town, like I'm from a town called Zachary, and Paige is from a town called Crowley, and you're very specific about what part of town you're from. So, Paige, you're not from Crowley. Where are you actually from? North Crowley. Uh-huh. And I'm not actually from Zachary. I'm from South Zachary. <laughs> but if you're outside Louisiana, you go, that town's only 1,000 people. What do you mean north, south, east? That's a Louisiana thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, rapid fire round. What's that about? A couple questions. There's only five thus far. Okay. Um, which book influenced you the most? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It was a life-changing event written by Stephen Covey. I was working for uh, Cellular One. And our CEO believed in developing its people. And so I was at the right place in management where not only did we actually get the book and read it, we actually uh, went to, I think it was Arizona, and I actually 
took the seven habits course from Stephen Covey himself. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it was cool. Now, the funny thing is the guy was a genius, right? He took a bunch of complex business ideas and boiled it down to seven simple principles that make sense. It's easy to articulate, easy to resonate to. He's not really a good public speaker, which you would have never figured out, right? So it just goes to show you that even though you may be a genius in one area, there's other areas you can always improve upon. But that was literally a life-changing event for me. I realized how to set priorities. I realized what was important in my life evaluate what is really driving how do you measure your success it's one of the problems when i walk into companies and i see they have a mission statement somewhere that the employees can recite off the top of their head but did the employees help write that no which means it's really worthless unless the organization as a whole writes it and puts in what it's important to them their success factors it's it's meaningless you know you never see a mission statement a company where it says i want to make sure i get a raise every year but if it came from that would be my mission statement. (laughs) but if it came from the employees that would be in there right so um, that was probably the book that influenced me the most. I'm a, a, a voracious reader. I'm constantly reading business and marketing books. But if you had to ask me the one, that, that is the one that made the biggest impact in my life. Cool. What is your most used business tool? Oh, you're going to hate this answer. Evernote. Uh. <laughs> I love Evernote. I live in Evernote. Uh, anybody in your audience out there that struggles to stay on top of things, to make sure things don't fall between the cracks, you need to uh, check out uh, David uh, Allen's book, um, getting things done, and then go to the secretweapon.org, which is a um, just a volunteer effort by this company to take David Allen's um, getting things done methodology and combine it with the tool Evernote. That's been a life-changing event for me. I live in Evernote. Um, my inbox, I try to get to zero emails every Friday, and I can do that through this process. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I really, I don't get it every Friday, but it's my goal, and I get it a lot of Fridays. Um, I only touch emails once most of the time. I don't use my inbox as a filing cabinet, which is very inefficient. Um, you know, things like, and you may not even know this, page, but I have a, a, a note in Evernote around you, around Paige. So what thing- does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. So when, when you and I are talking about, uh, say, podcast equipment or ideas, and we talk about something we want to do in the future, it goes in there, which means that down the road, if I want to go back and reference that, I can find that, right? If you're looking at some new gear, I'll snap a picture of it, or I'll take the URL, and it goes in the page note in Evernote. So I now have this list, and I do this with everybody, right? So my son, I have a 12-year-old son. When we're out places running errands, whatever, he goes, man, I like that video game, or I like those shoes, or whatever. I take a picture of it, and it goes in Evernote. So when it's birthday time or Christmas time, I now have a whole list of stuff to buy him that I know he wants. So that's been a life-changing thing for me. It's my favorite business tool. They've stumbled lately as far as introducing a lot of functions and features, and they've changed their pricing model. But I still think it's, it's well, I know for me it's one of the most valuable tools out there. And then, you know, as a team, OGGN uses Evernote for everything. You're probably reading this out of Evernote right now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound too excited. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, Evernote is my, my number one hands-down favorite business tool. Who's your most respected competitor? Accenture. So, um Accenture is a huge global company known for their technology rollouts, um, but they also do market research. Now, when I say they're my most respected competitor, honestly, I don't consider them a competitor because we live in two different worlds. They only deal with very large companies, very large gigs, and we we deal with large companies but much smaller gigs. Um, But they do do some of the same work. And at one point in the past, they had a very strong, very strong bench of talent. They had some of the best market researchers literally on the planet. Um, that business model has changed for them, along with all the other research companies out there. 
And, and the fact that now what they do is they go out and sell a gig and then they have to staff up for it to deliver on it. Whereas in the old days, they had that venture talent sitting there. But still, when I look at all the companies that do what Modal Point does, Accenture is, is my favorite competitor. And the hat's off to you out there listening to Accenture. Y'all do good work. <laughs> You're not used to somebody saying about their competitor, they do good work, are you? Well, no, it's not even that. It's Yeah, so I really don't consider myself, I really don't have any competition. What we do... How we do it and the results we deliver, nobody else out there does. And I'm not bragging. I just happen to know what that playing field is. But there are other companies that do what we do. Now, and, and you're actually answering that based upon director of Modal Point, but not as director and editor. So you're asking who my competitor is OGGN. There is nobody out there, Paige. We're, we're the first. We're the pioneer. There are a lot of existing conventional media companies out there that reach out to me all the time wanting to play a part in our world because they're losing subscribers every year. They want to often trade me access to their client base to access to mine. And honestly, I don't want to access their client base. It's all a bunch of guys my age, right, who don't know how to download a podcast. Right. Yeah. That's no value to me. As opposed to my audience, who are the up-and-comers, the, the new generation of leadership in oil and gas, which all of these conventional media companies need access to, or they could disappear. And if it makes business sense, we'll work together. If you're out there and you're an existing a traditional media company and you know, you're in that world, reach out to me. And if, if it makes business sense, we'll, we'll figure out something. But Paige, so far, it hasn't made any business sense. I have that future. They don't. Yeah, I, I completely understand. So what is your most important lesson learned? Most important lesson in business is no matter what relationship you have with prospects, with clients, it doesn't matter. You need to set clear expectations. You need to get together, especially like you're getting ready to do an a engagement. And, and work together on the proposal so there's clear understanding and there's buy-in. And only when you come in total agreement do you actually put that together on paper as a contract. You never should do business without a contract in place, and that contract should never be loose. Um, you need to set expectations up front, very clear about everything from deliverables, timeframes, expected outcomes, and that needs to be in your contract, but it needs to be something that your client or prospect agrees to up front so that when you deliver, you're delivering exactly what you agreed upon, and there's no change orders, there's no creep. And if for some reason um, there's some discrepancy or some dispute at the end, you're in a good, safe place because you have all that stuff written down in a contract. Very good. What's your favorite podcast besides this one? Marketing Over Coffee. So um, for both OGGN and for Modal Point, marketing is part of our business. And a Marketing Over Coffee is a great podcast. They only talk about stuff that makes a difference, that rubber-hit-the-road executionable type stuff, not theory. And they're also on the cutting edge. So for the last year, they've been talking a lot about big data and marketing, which is the next wave in marketing. So it's easy to listen to. It's short. Um, they put out regular episodes. The audio quality is really good. Um, it's funny sometimes. So all the stuff that makes for a really good podcast. Great. So every week, one listener will have a chance to win a $200 steak dinner at Capitol Grill. How great is that? <laughs> so you know how great is that. You know that on the other podcasts, we've all have been jealous that you're giving away $200 steak dinners while we're giving away other things. Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's great for your audience. Um, this shows the dedication that from both Bulwark and you and, and Capitol Grill, honestly, to making sure you provide the best experience for your podcast audience out there. Um, I, I think it's an, an incredible offer. And how cool is it to be able to give away something that's this valuable, that's um, you know short supply to every once a week to, to some lucky member in your audience? I mean, well, yeah. and there's—I don't think I've ever met anybody that's not hungry. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. And and honestly, Capital Grill, even if you're a vegetarian, they can fix you up, right? It's it's. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's tremendous. All you have to do in order to sign up 
Just go to www.bulwark.com forward slash podcast and listen for your name in upcoming weeks. Yep. So repeat that again. What is it? www.bulwark.com forward slash podcast. Uh, perfect. I'm going to go sign up right now. <laughs> <laughs> or as soon as we're finished recording. <laughs> right. And I'll put that in the show notes for everybody so you're not having to write it down. Most of all, I need to take a moment and really thank Bulwark for this this opportunity and um, also mention they are the global leader in FR clothing. So let me tell you about Bulwark. I know Bulwark well. Great company, great culture. Um, headquartered up there in Tennessee. They really want to make sure that people in the oil and gas in the industry are protected on every part of their job. Um, it, yes, it's their business. Yes, it's what they do for a living, but it's in their hearts as well. And so they're the largest FR provider in the oil and gas industry. And they're the largest provider because they do the right things at the right times. So Paige, I don't know if you even know this about Woolwork, but they have FR clothing cut for women. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Isn't that cool? Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, anybody out there in the industry has seen their stuff, has seen their logo. Um, if you haven't seen their stuff, if you haven't seen their logo, go check them out. They're a great company. So if people want to reach out to you and or get to know more about Modal Point or the Oil and Gas Global Network, where should they go? Uh, go to uh, Paige Wilson. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, do not. I have enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so the best way for people to find out about me is uh, go check me out on LinkedIn. You can throw a link in the ch- show notes. If you want to reach out and engage with me, Twitter is probably the easiest way for me to actually respond. Uh, you can always check out uh, modalpoint.com if you want to check out that. And then um, Oil and Gas Global Network uh, uh, page, we're all over the place. So we have a website, um, oilandgasglobalnetwork.com. We have a uh, Facebook page. We have a Facebook a group that's Facebook moderated group. by Jake. We have a LinkedIn page and LinkedIn group. Yep. Yep. So all the podcasts, if um, like listeners of your podcast right now, um, OGGN and LinkedIn group, you just type in OGGN, it'll pop up, is where all of the podcast family lives. So it's where you'll find out things second um, as far as what we're doing, if Paige does any live events or anything new. If you want to find out what Paige is doing first on Oil and Gas Industry Leaders, you go to her website, which is oilandgasindustryleaders.com. Thanks for that plug, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, put your email address in there. We will never spam you, but that email list is the first to find out about anything new that we're doing, any live events, any giveaways. Oil and Gas Global Network on LinkedIn group is the second place to find out. And the cool thing, Paige, about the LinkedIn group is I've seen all kinds of stuff. I've seen salespeople share contacts. I've seen people help each other with copyright. I've seen people find jobs. So it's like the family for all of the podcasts. So not just this one, but all of them and all the future ones. And then if your listeners don't know this, there is absolutely no spam. And you want to know why there's no spam? You know why there's no spam. Yeah, I do. Which is? Because I moderate it. Every single comment and every single person is moderated by page. So we have a real person moderating things to make sure that it's easy, uh, clean. It's not a waste of your time. And if you don't get approved, page is, page is the reason. Which means oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> which means you did something against the, the rules. Well, no, we have the rules very clearly stated. Yes, it's very clearly stated. Yeah, so that's the family for the podcast. So any of your listeners out there, go uh, type in OGGN and LinkedIn. Go, sign, find us, um, go join that group. And then go to Paige's website, oilandgasindustryleaders.com. Throw your email address in there. Um, it's also a gazillion different ways for you to sign up. I don't care. Like, Paige is an Android. I'm an iOS. I don't care what you are. There's a way for you to subscribe to her podcast there. Actually, I already have a subscriber. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> yeah. So so what's funny is, is audience, you're going to hear this later um, because we recorded this before the release. But Paige actually has her first subscriber before anybody knows she's releasing her shows. And it's her mom, which I just think is sweet. Thank you so much, Mark, for the opportunity to get to do this and meet incredible people. It's been absolutely awesome. 
it, this is awesome, Paige. You're uh, doing so well, and you're going to be talking to the movers and the shakers of this industry so your audience could get exposed to senior leadership that they could never get exposed to before. And how cool is that, that you could be able to provide that to your audience, that exposure to senior leadership, you know, how they got there, how um, their journey, um, their favorite book. I mean, you're doing really cool stuff, and I'm very proud of you for doing this, and I'm very proud of your audience who's going to get benefit from all the work that you're doing. Yay, it's all worked out. It's all worked all. out, yep. That concludes this episode. So if, just remember, it's up to you to open the next door. Tune in next week for another intriguing episode of Bulwark's Oil and Gas Industry Leaders podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasindustryleaders.com. 